Welcome to Standout Style, a podcast that tears down the uncertainties of style, fashion, and inner confidence. I'm your host, Camry Hill. I'm a personal stylist, digital entrepreneur, wife, and mom of three. I'm totally obsessed with helping women exude confidence from the inside out. In this podcast, you will hear style and wardrobe tips, as well as incredible stories of women who are out there showing up as their most confident selves, style and all. Welcome to the Standout Style Podcast, Dante. Thank you for coming on today. I'm like bursting with excitement about this conversation. Um, and we were just speaking before <laughs> before we press record that I just like sent you a quick message on Instagram to say, please come on the podcast. We need to talk about this topic. So I'm super excited to be asking you a lot of really great questions today. Oh, it's so lovely to be here, Camry. I really appreciate you having me on and I cannot wait to open this conversation as well. One of my favorite things to talk about. Yeah. Amazing. So before we get started, I would love for you to share with everyone who you are and about your business. Amazing. Well, my name is Dante Amato. I am a coach and a business mentor for women in the startup phase of their business. I guess um, what's a little bit different about what I do is that I really love to mix um, spiritual energetics and flow and manifestation and mindset into the strategy of business. Um, So it's quite a, a unique approach that I take Because from my experience, not only my personal experience, but from working with women in this phase of business, is that so much of it starts in the mind and so much of what we don't achieve and the things that we um, don't allow ourselves to go for is is basically stuff that we talk ourselves out of, you know. So um, I have a, a group program for women who are wanting to start a business, who have just started, and I also do one-on-one coaching. Um, and to be completely honest, 80% of that work is is on the self first. <laughs> you know, we talk about uh, money stories and Uh, self-limiting beliefs and childhood wounds and all of the things before we get into making good money in business because I I just think it's so important so um, that's that's me that's what I'm currently uh, currently doing and um, I love the conversations around the spiritual side of business energetics Um, it's really magic yeah yeah it is such magic and I I say this all the time but entrepreneur entrepreneurship is like the biggest personal development experience you'll ever go through, right? Like I've been in business five years now. I've learned more about myself and my mindset and limiting uh, mindset beliefs and things that I learned through my childhood and like just all these things that you have no idea about yourself until you get into business. (laughs) It's very confronting, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And you know what? It's like, I, I think that once you've got that stuff sorted, the business part is actually easy. Absolutely. You know, like when you think about all of the things in business that are really challenging to us or that get really exhausting or feeling really restrictive uh, cannot be solved with, uh, you know, some good mindset work. Like all of the problems can be solved with the mm-hmm. right mindset and the right mm-hmm. perspective. So, yeah, it's definitely a never-ending self-growth journey. In being yes. in business. I think with every upgrade, like I know for me personally, 
every time I've experienced like huge business growth or, you know, like I've, I've stepped up into that next income level or whatever it is, I've had to go through mm-hmm. more self-discovery work and more personal growth work to get there. Yeah. I don't think it ever ends. Yeah. So true. Yeah. I absolutely agree with that. I think it's, and I think I just admire you so much because I'm like an avid follower on Instagram. I love to watch your stories. They're probably like my most calming stories to watch. I just find your voice very calming and your presence very calming. Um, That's obviously who you embody, you know, yourself to be. And I love that about you, but I find I find your life so intriguing, I think, because you are so, I love how you speak about really creating the life that you want and you can have anything that you want in your life. And I just find that so intriguing because I don't feel like I'm there yet. And I'm sure that 99% of my audience who are going to be listening to this are going to go, yeah, me too. And do you ever, like, do you ever feel like, you you can you get to a point where you feel like you have everything like what how does that work for you because I know that you speak about it all the time like creating this dream life like how do you even get started on that journey or what does that sort of look like I would love for you to explain it what a big that's a big that's a big big question question. okay guys grab your cup of tea (laughs) get your notebooks um Firstly, I wanted to say to the answer that question, yes, I do absolutely believe that it's entirely possible to have everything that you desire in your life, like hand on heart, 100%. And I can say that with such conviction because I am, I I lived that life. Like I have created a life where there are no, there, there are no real gaps in my desires and it's only happened through intention and deciding that if there was something that I really want, there is no excuse, there is no other person, there is no circumstance, there is nothing that is happening in my life that I cannot take control of to make it happen, you know? And I think really what happens with women is that we have just been programmed and conditioned to... Um, to sacrifice like there's this real martyrdom in in sacrifice especially when we become mothers Um, but also I don't believe that it is a conversation that happens in every circle you know Mm -hmm. I intentionally surround myself with women and with people where this is a normal conversation you know I decided that um I would probably need to outgrow my social circles and some of my friendships and even even, uh, create a bit of distance between some of the conversations that were happening in my close family because they weren't aligning with this this belief that I had that actually your dream life is entirely possible. Yeah. And if, if I was to go back, you know, like probably only six or seven years ago when I decided to change my entire life, it, it had to just start with one tiny decision at a time, mm-hmm. you know, one tiny change in habit, one tiny change in a thought that I was having, um, in a belief that I held about myself. And it's like, it's like you, you create some evidence for yourself every time you do something little and you're like, wow, that is actually possible. That, that happened. Um, every time you do that, it's like you have the courage to do the next thing and the next thing um, until maybe one day <laughs> you will end up doing, you know, what we did and, you know, like completely overnight 
um, selling our house, selling everything, moving north yeah. to the beach and having this incredible lifestyle. It's literally just a, a, a process of decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I might have you talk about that decision a little bit because um, I was talking to my husband about it recently because you and I were DMing about this on Instagram about your decision to like pack up everything and move. Um, and that's terrifying. Like to me, the thought of that, I'm like very much a safe person, right? Like I don't want to, and I, I think that's human nature, right? Like, oh, don't do anything too scary. Like don't step out of your comfort zone or, um, so I would love to talk about that situation a little bit and what drove you to that decision, um, in terms of, knowing probably innately in your heart that that was what needed to be done but how do you overcome that fear to make that decision yeah well that's a really great question because I think that the fear is not something that you can uh you can't negate that you can't make it go away that fear is honestly something that is always going to be there and so I really love to embrace that feeling of fear I don't think fear is a bad or negative emotion when I'm feeling fear about something, it generally means that it means a lot to me, yeah. you know, like this is a big deal. And so to, to be able to sit in the feeling of fear and feel safety, that's when everything will change for you, right? We feel fear and we want to do something about it to stop the fear, to not feel scared, to is that is that fear telling me that this is not meant to happen? Like imagine how different things could look if you were okay with feeling the fear and knowing that you were safe in that. You know, that fear comes when we're feeling ex expanded, when we're feeling stretched. Our brain is actually not wired for that feeling of fear. Mm -hmm. Our brain is there purely for safety and for familiarity. So as soon as you challenge your brain with anything that's different, that feels um, unfamiliar on you, you're going to feel fear, you know, feel unsafe. It's like it's the way that we're designed to survive. Yeah. And so literally for me at the start of this whole process, it was like, that feels scary. Mm -hmm. And so what, you know, yeah. like, so what? it feels scary. That's good. This must be, this is going to get really good. Yeah. You know, this, this is my brain just saying, you haven't done that before. You haven't felt that before. You haven't thought about that before. Yeah. It's like you're, you're talking yourself um, out of the space of fear and into like growth, you know, mm -hmm. The fear will always be there. Like, yeah. accept the fact you can you can do scary things. Yeah. Um, not let that be the thing that you talk yourself out of. And and yes, one hundred percent, selling up everything that you own, <laughs> moving to a state where you don't know anyone, you have no plan. My husband quit his corporate job; he had no job to go to. Right. That stuff's scary. <laughs> it's meant to feel scary and big. Um, you know, one of the things, one of the mantras that I love to say is that. You don't need self-belief to make big things in your life happen. You just need five minutes of courage to make the decision, mm -hmm. you know, five minutes of courage to make that decision. And there's this energetic shift that happens once the decision's made. But don't you agree, like, you get caught up in the decision-making. It's yeah. like so much energy and, and fear and whatever into the actual decision. Yeah. But once you make that, like, something happens. There's a mm -hmm. shift. So I'm all for like not spending too long making the decision, allowing my yeah. intuition to lead that, like if it feels really good, um, if it's this feeling in my body that it's like every cell in my body is saying do it, 
I don't spend too much time in the fear. I just make the decision. Yeah. And trust that what is meant for me will come. Yeah. I love that. I think that we could all learn so much from that because just as you're speaking, I'm going, man, I take a long time to make decisions. (laughs) I'm like, oh dear, I really need to like take on board what you're saying because I think, don't you, would you agree that so much of that fear just comes from judgment? Like, oh, well, God forbid what people would think of, well, if I made that decision, like people would think we're crazy or, you know, it's just that fear of judgment from others, but also probably fear from, a, from an internal perspective, like you judge yourself for making those decisions sometimes, don't you think? Yeah, look, 100%. The fear of judgment is a huge one. I think it's really important that we know what our deepest fears are because they're different for all of us. Some of us do um, have a very deep fear of judgment. Uh, For others, it's failure. For others, it is success. You know, if you have been brought up in a family that success and, and wealth and abundance isn't a normal thing, there can be a really deep underlying subconscious fear of that, which seems crazy. Like, um, but understanding understanding what the fear is is really important you know that's such a beautiful part of this self-discovery work is really getting to know who you are and and what it is that motivates you and drives you Mm -hmm. and if the things that are driving you are not serving your higher self it's an incredible opportunity for you to literally be able to rewire every part of your brain Mm -hmm. and and actually make life easy you know make the dream life easy and fun you know yeah Yeah. I love that so much um I did want to talk to you about and this is a pretty big topic as well so I'm asking you about a lot of things on big topics but um it's something that I've really dove deep into with some of my clients and something I've been speaking to women about a lot lately um is this whole future scripting to be the woman that you want to be. Um, and I do that in the way of, of showing up, um, you know, and how you look and how you put clothes on and how you get dressed and put makeup on do your hair, like all of those things that are super important from my perspective for women to show up, uh, without that fear before they get to the place where they feel like they're the woman they want to be. Um, can you talk about that for a little bit on sort of that future scripting and what that looks like and how people can, um, women can take those steps forward and, or maybe some tangible things that they can do, um, to get to that place. A hundred percent. Gosh, I'm a huge fan of future scripting. I call it life scripting. I actually have a mini course written on it. That's how much I'm like, I am such a believer in using this process to be able to manifest pretty much anything that you desire into your life. And so the basis of it works on the law of attraction, which is one of the most powerful universal laws that exist. The law of attraction basically states that you will only ever call into your life the things that you were vibrationally matched for. And so what that means, without getting too woo-woo, this is science as well, right? Yes, We hold a frequency within our body and it is what we are vibrating at and at any time that can be high or low you know it's like Henry have you ever walked into a room and been really drawn to someone just because of their vibe Mm -hmm. like you don't know much about them but there's something that just makes you want to 
speak to them, spend more time with them. That is their vibration that you're being attracted to. And I would suggest in those situations that it is either at the same level of yours or higher. We're always attracted to things that are vibrationally higher. So what happens is these vibrations in our body are literally caused by our thoughts. That is how they are created. Whatever we are thinking about creates this frequency and that's what we hold in our body. Now, our brains do not recognize whether that vibration is coming from something we're currently experiencing, something we have experienced in the past, or something that we're yet to experience. And so what that basically means is that by thinking about something very intentionally or um, creating a vision for it and holding that vision, we can change the frequency in our body. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, we become... Um, it's much easier for us to call those things in. So what that looks like in the form of a life script is basically designing every single part of your life and writing it like a story that it has already happened. And basically imprinting that story into your brain and into your body as often as you can to change your vibrational state. So for me, uh, when we decided that we were going to move. It was a very, very quick decision. We came up here on holidays two years ago and um, the first day that we were here, something was happening in my body that I can't articulate very well, but it was like uh, a feeling of being home, even though I'd never been here before. Um, I didn't know much about this area. Anyway, it was very, very obvious to me very quickly that this was going to be our home and I had no idea how it was going to happen. So what I did for this process to start working in my body was um, every morning I woke up in our apartment, I imagined that we lived there. So rather than making a coffee in the Airbnb apartment sitting out on the deck, I imagined that this is our house and I was going to go down and walk along the track that I walked on every single day because we lived there. I'd walk past the school and I'd imagine waving my kids goodbye, but like in a way that was very cellular, you know, like Mm -hmm. I could feel it. That's one of the ways that you can start calling in more. Um, I love that you talk about like dressing for the person that you want to become rather than the one that you are now. And this is something that I have really embodied the last six months in my business. Yeah. You know, coming through COVID, being very comfortable with wearing active wear Mm -hmm. all day long. (laughs) Um, I wasn't embodying the six-figure CEO that I was becoming. And it's been a very interesting experiment doing that because it has literally changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. We can do it with relationships, you know. We can do it with um, calling in more abundance and more wealth into our world. But the process is basically deciding what it is that you desire, right? So having a very specific intention on what it is you desire and then Um, really going deep in all the feelings that you're going to have, knowing that that's coming into your life. So really understanding what it means to you and feeling it deeply in your body. And then it's a process of believing that it's going to happen before you see it. So this is a huge mindset shift that has to happen to manifest everything. We, We literally have to believe things before we see them. And that involves a deep trust, a deep trust in the universe that everything in your life that you're meant to have is coming for you. Um, and, and action, that's, that's the fourth part of this process. 
And so that means once you have decided that you want something and you can feel what it's going to feel like to get it, you have got to start making decisions and taking actions based on that as your possibility. You know, we can sit around and think about this amazing life that we want all day long, but if we don't actually do anything about it, it will always just be a thought. It will always just be a dream, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I want to take people from having their vision board to living in their vision board. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people have a vision board and they look at it and it's like, that's, that's amazing. But to have the courage and the intention to actually make decisions based on that vision board, that's that's the only time things are going to start moving. Yeah. And that's probably the biggest gap, isn't it? Because there is this whole manifesting, you know, vision boards and future scripting, like everyone, there's so much out there and people are talking about it and everyone's got different perspectives on how to do this. Um, And I'm still learning so much myself but don't you think that that's like the biggest gap is like people go through those first few steps and like I have clients and people that I work with that are at the same level when it comes to, well, I want to dress like this and I want to feel like this and I want to have these clothes in my closet and they go through those first few steps. But then it's like when it comes to actually buying the clothes and investing in themselves and taking the time for themselves, there's 10,000 excuses of why you can't do it or that fear that's sitting there. And that's where the biggest gap lies, right? Yeah. I mean, the first part is easy. Yeah. The vision boarding, the dreaming. Oh my gosh, this is going to be so amazing. Oh, that feels so good. But then when it comes to actually having to decide or do or invest or create a boundary or really like all the things that are hard, we think that we cannot get, like, we can think that that doesn't have to be a step and we can still get what we want. And then, like, why isn't this happening for me? You know, people often come into my DMs and they're like, I'm doing everything, but, like, nothing is happening. I'm like, but are you actually doing the things? You know, like, are you, what, what's the, the most recent really hard decision that you've made? Mm-hmm. When was the last time you were really courageous? Like, what did that look like? Mm-hmm. And there's often nothing, you know. It's just like, well, I I thought all the things and I know what I want. It's the doing part. Yeah. 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 You've literally touched on every point that I put <laughs> in my notes. I was like, wanted to talk to you about that high vibration versus low vibration um, yeah. way of living your life, because this is a lot of stuff that I've been learning pretty recently um, as well. And something that I really went through during like our, our lockdowns during COVID um, had very big like transitional period of, of coming out the other side, feeling like a different person. And unfortunately, through those situations, you lose friends and you go, it can be hard, right? Like going from that transition of, of feeling like you're in that sort of low vibration of the people that you have around you and the mindset and the way that you think and the way you live your life um, to getting to that sort of next level where you feel like you're living in more abundance and, and things feel easier and better and happier for you. And I feel like I'm going through a lot of those same transitions. And I know that there would be people that would be feeling the same, um, So that can be really hard, right? So I think that's probably really important to highlight that it's not this like, oh, I'm just going to feel amazing tomorrow. Like it's, there's a big transition period where you feel like 
pretty much crap, right? Where you are fighting with yourself over certain things. Yeah. I actually have a term for this. I call it the expansion wobbles. And it's when everything just feels a little bit clunky um, and nothing feels very flowy. Um, And you can, you can begin to sense a distance between you and the people around you. And, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, the people that you spend your time with have an enormous impact on the person that you are, Mm -hmm. an enormous impact. And sometimes it's really underestimated. The people that you spend your time with not only dictate the conversations that you have, they deeply impact the habits that you have, the behaviours that you have, the ways that you think about yourself. Um, And it's so important to understand and to give yourself permission to outgrow people and situations because that is the point. That's the point of growth. That's the point of expansion. If, If you're in a relationship or a friendship group that you know is not aligned with your future vision, these people are going to be the things that keep you stuck there. You, you can't escape it. You, you can't pretend that it's not there. Like it's, it's so big. It's such a huge part. And so I would encourage anyone who's feeling like this to, to firstly acknowledge, yes, it does feel very lonely and it feels really scary. <clears throat> Sometimes there's some guilt involved, right? Because you're like, you feel guilty that you are moving on without them. You know, it's not your responsibility to, to hold hands with everyone and drag them through life. I feel it's really important for women to understand that if they can be their own leaders, the ripple effect that they will have on the people that are really important to them is so much more important than those friendships that they're trying to hold on to. You know, like I have clients who are still holding on to friendship groups from high school through this sense of obligation and through this sense of like, but I don't know who I'm going to be without them. Like this is part of my identity and it's big, you know, like it feels really scary. Um, these, these people were really valuable to you for a certain time in your life. And I, I honestly believe that people are around for a reason or a season, you know, they're, yeah. they're here to teach you something. They're not always, not everyone is meant to be in your life forever. Yeah. But one of the biggest and most powerful things that you can do is surround yourself with people who actually help you be your better version. You know, it's just like it will change everything. It'll change the way that you think about yourself. It'll change what you believe. You know, like go hang out with women who make you believe that anything is possible. And you just watch, you just watch how your life changes. without you even having to do anything because it's it's different in your brain you think differently you hear different stories um it's it's really hard and it's a really lonely part of this journey but it gets better you know you might only end up with a handful of really close people in your life but these are the one like they're your expanders they're the ones that are going to get you to the next place yeah you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I get it. I do. I remember feeling that very deeply, um, feeling a bit sorry for myself, (laughs) feeling like I didn't want to hang around, but I also didn't want to leave because that just felt like, who am I going to be without them? Like, 
what if it's not so great on the other side you know and I've got I'm I'm left with no one but gosh if I can just share anything with you from experience is that every time you decide to move forward and step into that next version of you there are people that are going to meet you there yeah you know it's like they're waiting yeah yeah I'm so glad that you said that because um that word lonely just like it feels so strong to me at the moment. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who are going to listen to this and go, oh, that's exactly how I feel right now. I think coming out of a really hard two years of feeling very lonely, stuck in our homes, stuck, do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. friendships either blossomed or died or whatever. Um, so knowing that that's okay, Like it's actually okay to go through that period of feeling lonely and feeling like you're going through that transition period of you maybe are going to be lonely for a little while, but knowing, like you said, like that's so reassuring to go somewhat, there will be people there waiting for you at that next level of who you are. So I think that's, it's like quite emotional to me because we're really speaking about a lot of what I've gone through the last like year. So that's very reassuring to know that. And I think that they're just such important topics to talk about because we go through these emotions and thoughts and feelings every day, not really knowing what's on the other side of it, but knowing and hearing that this is all normal and it's a good thing and that there are good things on the other side. I say a lot of times there are great things on the other side of fear. Um, And I just love that sort of visualization of like this big, scary thing, but then you get to the other side of it and it's like so much abundance and and happiness, you know, sitting there. So it's, um, it's really interesting to lean into this concept of loneliness as well, I think, because I often find that that sense of loneliness comes from searching for something external to you, you know, like needing something from those around you to make you feel not lonely. And I always really love to encourage women when they're feeling like this to like, it's such a beautiful opportunity to get to know yourself, to really get to know yourself. And if those feelings of loneliness are coming from needs that aren't being met or, um, you know, quite often it's actually just things in your life that you want to do and experience that you're not, it's more like this loneliness is more like a, a void in happiness and it's a really beautiful opportunity to to go in and figure out what that is you know I can I I love my friends I have amazing friends and I love them so much and they they are literally the icing on the cake to my life but I know that without them I wouldn't be lonely Mm. it's a it's a it's like this next version thing right you won't be lonely when you really figure out who you are, what you want, what it is you desire, and you start going after that, knowing that the friendships that are coming, they're, they're just going to be the icing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. So- it's a really beautiful, it's a beautiful, very emotional, like time, but it's like your, your heart is cracking wide open mm-hmm. and it's like just literally ready for you to go in and see yeah. what's going on in there, you know? Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's such... Yeah, I've got goosebumps all over me because <laughs> I just think it's it's amazing. I, I do want to ask you, because obviously you touched on, you know, we talked about 
showing up as the woman you want to be before you are that woman and how others can do this. And I know because we've worked together and we've spoken about this a few times, um, coming out of lockdown, I mean, that definitely doesn't help that people were at home in their pajamas and comfy clothes. And, and, and something that I talk highly about all the time is with women entrepreneurs being able to show up and feel good in what you wear, especially because we're working from home and we've got kids running around and doing school pickup and doing all the things and trying to juggle mom life. So I would love for to hear from your experience, how you have maybe made some changes or what that's been like for you in terms of your entrepreneurial experience from working from home and coaching women and, and what maybe you've sort of changed when it comes to showing up physically in what you wear and how you're presenting yourself. Yeah. So wasn't COVID an interesting little life experience? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, um, I used it as an excuse to, um, stop giving a shit, excuse my language, but pretty much that was it. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what actually happened And what I realized was happening is the external me was just mirroring what I was feeling on the inside. Yeah. You know, that real lack of motivation, um, the, the groundhog day situation over and over. Um, and what that was looking like on the outside is that I just didn't care what I was wearing. Yeah. Now, unfortunately we know what happens on the outside, like our external environment is a direct reflection of the internal and it, it affects, it's like a a cycle. So because I was looking like that, then I was also feeling like that because I was feeling like that. That's how I was looking. And so it was, it was for me a, a a really interesting time where I realized it was actually just my excuses. There was nothing real with what was going on. Like I, I had to change the way that I was feeling physically to allow my energy to, to catch up to that again. Um, I think what was, what was quite different is that we moved out of Melbourne um, after the first year of lockdown. And I found myself in this new climate, which was very, very different for me. And so then I took on like this um, very lazy, uh, it was all about comfort, I think. Like I was actually, to be honest, was really struggling with the heat and it was more about comfort, but also it was still this like, definitely not representing what my business was and what I wanted it to be. Um, Part of this still for me was uh, I was really grappling with just still playing really small. And I remember when I spoke to you the first time, I was like, I just want to be the representation of my business, but I want it to be in a way that's me. You know, I don't want to have to dress up like anyone else I'm looking at because they're doing really well. I want people to see me, but I want this to be like next level. Um, And I cannot tell you the energy shift that happens when you get up in the morning and you do your hair and you put some makeup on and you throw some clothes on that feel really like boss Mm-hmm. Like it's different. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was working different. I, I'm sh- I was showing up differently. Um, my language and my posture was different. It just was a huge reminder to me of um, how important it is to have that aligned energy yeah. throughout everything. You know, I have it in my office. My office feels really um, luxe and abundant and, and, and boss, you know, but still, you know, soft and nurturing. Yeah. My, my clothes weren't feeling like that. Yeah. And so it was just like this, it was a mismatch for me. Um, so I, I honestly, uh, 
allowing myself to be bigger in my business mm-hmm. was um, allowing myself to be seen as that. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's Yeah. There's so much that goes into that process, but we do sometimes find ourselves falling into that trap of being comfortable and who cares? Like I'm not going into an office. It doesn't really matter. Um, but it just, it's so crazy. And it all ties back to that vibrational energy that we carry, right? So when you're putting on something nice and feel good, um, and maybe it's a bit more expensive or whatever it is, it just carries this energy that matches how you're going to feel that day and how you show up. And we're visual beings, humans are visual beings. So how we see ourselves in the mirror is going to give us an indication of how that day is going to go or feel. Um, And also for our clients and for our people that we're working with, they, and this is something that I spoke about recently at um, a women entrepreneurial event. And I just, we spoke about the law of attraction. That was really something that you just touched on, but it really is about that visual element as well. When people see us, they see us before we speak. And for our audience and for our clients and for people who are coming to work with us, you, they need to see it, that they can trust us and that you have this good energy and this good aura about yourself um, because you give off that energy when you are dressed in a specific way. So it just all, I mean, we could go on and on about it, but it just goes so hand in hand with everything that you are all about. But I also find it interesting that like you are so well-spoken, well you know, you know, and have that knowledge on all of these things, but even you could let yourself get stuck in that rut. Like we, no one is immune from getting stuck in these places of like, Oh, I'm just going to be comfy today or going through transitional periods. And each stage of our life will take us to a new level of where we have to match that. Right. So Um, For example, you moving was a big transition period and being in a different climate. And when our, when our careers change and expand and get bigger, we also then have to match that as well. So it's, it's just interesting because I, I I think it's so nice that you share that. Well, I even struggled with that, even though I teach and coach women how to be so in tune with themselves and, and and have this abundance in their life. But, you know, it, no one's immune from that struggle. It's so true. And it's, I, when I think about it, you know, as a coach, coaches often um, don't coach themselves yeah. <laughs> to the level at which they coach their clients, of course. you know, but I, um, I think it's no coincidence that my business was attracting more clients, making more money when I started showing up in a different way, you know, really with, it started with the clothes I was putting on my body, but that was making me speak differently, yeah. you know, and no coincidence, the last six to nine months in my business has been the biggest F ever. Yeah. Um, I know a huge part of that is because of the, the there's a different level of energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Part yeah. of that is getting out of my active wear. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and you know, I tell people all the time when I speak to them, I admit it too. Lockdown was one of the hardest, that second lockdown we went through, I was not myself. I stopped showing up for myself. I found, you know, some depression was creeping in. I mean, all of us could put our hands up and say, yeah, we, we were going through mental health issues and probably still continuing to, to battle with that. 
Um, but I was doing the same thing. My husband was kind of dragging me out of bed going like, are you okay? What's wrong with you? You know, like, and I wasn't showing up in where, like, I mean, I didn't have anywhere to go. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, duh, I'm not going to like get dressed for myself, but making that transition, it just made the biggest difference in how I felt. Um, because that's something that's obviously highly important to me is getting dressed. <laughs> I enjoy it. Um, and I, that's something that I love so much slipped away from me so quickly and easily. Um, and we're all going to go through times like that and times are going to be hard and that's okay. But just always remembering that we can come back. We can always come back to that place. Um, and so I think it's just really important. And I love everything that you've talked about today. Like my goodness, the, the takeaways that the women are going to get out of this episode is going to be incredible. It's one to save and come back and listen to every few months, probably. I think I will <laughs> just to hear you talk. So um, I do have some fun little rapid fire questions just to like end off our interview. Okay. Um, so the first one is what is your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? freedom freedom it's my number one core value actually I love making the rules and breaking them um yeah it would definitely be freedom oh I love that that's like the most common answer I get when I ask that question I think that's the main reason we all start entrepreneurship is because we don't want to be tied down (laughs) yeah definitely the freedom you know like being able to go to the beach in the middle of the day yeah. because I can or taking a day off like randomly or working late if I want to. It's the, I just love not having anyone else's rules. I love that. Yeah. What would be your least favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Oh, probably like the adulting part of it. Um, <laughs> like book work and admin, I'll be honest. Yeah. I have the most amazing um, team that does most of that for me, but yeah, even just the thought of it, you know, like end of financial year, I was like, oh gosh. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Yep. Probably Same. <laughs> Same. And that's probably the most common answer yeah. <laughs> for that one as well. <laughs> oh, too funny. Okay. Um, what is your favorite item in your closet? What's your favorite thing to wear? um I feel like this is going to like go against everything we've just spoken about but I love my active wear like I love the feeling of being in it I love how it makes me feel energized and energetic yeah um although I did just buy this beautiful coat which I'm going to say active wear though because it makes me feel really good yeah feel strong right like when you go to the gym and you like really push yourself I'm the same I do love a good like but it's got to be good active wear like don't like go and buy the crappy you know like invest in some nice active wear and actually that's like a whole nother topic but if you wear nice active wear you're going to kill it in the gym even more (laughs) you do you absolutely do I agree Uh, okay last one um, who's your most watched stories on Instagram? My most watched stories. Um, like right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So right now I'm obsessed with, um, I'm watching Zoe Foster Blake's stories because she's in oh, Italy having yeah. her birthday party. And I'm just like oh, vicariously traveling through Europe with her. Um, and it's very luxe and it's very Instagrammable. Um, so that. right now I'm, yeah, I'm Amazing. stalking her. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love it. So good. Well, just to 
wrap up, I would love for you to share with the ladies um, where they can find you and what any current offers that you have on if people want to come work with you, because I can guarantee (laughs) that my audience is going to be like, how can I find this woman? I need her in my life and I need her to help me. So, oh my goodness. Well, come on over to Instagram. Um, my handle is at the Dante Amato. I always feel like I have to like, just preface that because it sounds very wanky to be called to calling yourself like the Dante Amato. But when I started my Instagram account all those years ago, there's another Dante Amato. I'm like, how, how is that possible? So anyway, the Dante Amato, come and find me there. Um, I have a really amazing mini course on manifestation and life scripting um, that you can see on my website there. But I also do one-on-one coaching and I have some group programs as well. But the best thing to do is jump into my DMs and say hello because I'm obsessed with my community and I love connecting with them. So let's start there. Yeah. Amazing. Definitely go follow her on Instagram. You're one of my most watched stories. Just quietly admit that. (laughs) The most, the most calming, like I just, I admire you very much. So I think go, go find her on Instagram ladies and, um, see what she's all about. Cause I think you're just amazing. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and being so open and teaching us just a tiny bit of what, you know, but it's just going to blow people's mind away. So thank you. So thank much. you so much. Camry. It's been such an honor to chat with you today as always gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in on another episode of the standout style podcast. If you are loving what you hear, I would be so grateful for you to leave me a review. It just means so much to me as a podcaster and for the show to be rated on iTunes and all the podcast platforms. If you want to leave me a review, I would honestly just love it and appreciate it so much. I love going over and reading what you guys have today to say. I appreciate you until next time.